Blog Talk Radio. Let's begin now. You know, today, I just woke up, and I like said, no, instead of waiting on a good day, waiting around, through ups and downs, waiting on... Good evening, everyone. Uh, starting this podcast off with uh, we're going to talk about the national championship game uh, between Clemson and Alabama, part two. Um, also, we're going to talk a little bit about the Jags uh, football team. I'm going to have a host call in today. Um, he's actually right here. Uh, Chris, is that you? It's me, Joe. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, Chris. How you doing, man? We got Chris Ryer with us today. Uh, brought him in, wanted him to talk a little bit about uh, the Jags. Chris uh, currently is uh, the assistant video coordinator for the Jags. Uh, you've been doing that for how long? About five, six years um, now, Chris? Um, I did it. Before I worked for Caterpillar originally for about five years, and I've been back for about five years. So overall, I've been uh, over there for about ten years. I've uh, I've had the pleasure actually of working for every single head coach in Jacksonville Jaguars history. So that's my wow. uh, my claim to so fame. You got a lot that of knowledge. I know about. Yes, you got a lot of knowledge, yeah. obviously, within that uh, organization, but. Uh, Overall, so obviously the season has come and gone. Another one who went quick. Um, I think the Jags were they were they two and fourteen or three and thirteen uh, or three and thirteen year. It was a tough year, but uh, you know there's some uh, <clears throat> some good players over there, and uh, there's some really good people uh, still in control of things over there. So hopefully we can uh, get the right kind of coach mm-hmm. in there and turn things around. You know how that so, you know how that is being a Bucks fan. Yeah, yeah, I can feel you there. I mean, <laughs> being a Bucks fan, I mean, they fire coaches over there. I mean, every uh, I think other year has been the trend. Uh, you know, they got Cutter looks over like there he, now. Looks like he seems, got, looks like he's pretty good. Yeah, he's. Uh, he, I think you know, for the his first year as far as the head coaching goes. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously every team, every fan wants your team to make the playoffs, but nine and seven, I think that was the Bucks' first winning season or above 500 season in six or seven years. So, you know, there's few, there's there's still a few pieces short on being a playoff team, but they're not far off. But uh, back to your Jags, what do you think about, you know, obviously being around town, you hear different coaching Candidates, I know one of them is, you know, the guy, our D coordinator with the Bucks, Mike Smith. Um, what do yeah. you think about him in general? Or uh, He actually was the uh, defense coordinator, uh, I think uh, Del Rio's first defensive coordinator when Del Rio was yeah. the coach. And uh, so I, I, I work with Mike Smith. Mike Smith's a great man, and uh, he's one of many guys that uh, that uh, will be getting interviewed. And, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> there's there's tons of guys out there. There's a bunch of jobs out there, and uh, hopefully we can, yeah. Because uh, there's uh, who, whoever it is. I just I, I, it'd be nice to win because it's been I think ten it's been nine years since we've been in the playoffs. So 
Yeah, and the fans seen. deserve it. You know, the fans, I know, being obviously living local, I mean, the fans have been pretty, I think, have been exceptional as far as supporting all throughout the last eight or nine years during these coaching changes and everything that's gone oh, on. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask more from the fans here locally. So I hope for their sake they deserve, you know, to come in and uh, have a guy come in and turn the thing around. It's about time. I mean, if you look, you know, Miami down in the Dolphins, it looks like they're kind of getting it turned around a little bit. Tampa's doing something. Now, you know, if we can get all three NFL uh, Florida teams turned around, that'd be awesome. I mean, just because you think about I always think about, like, Florida is considered one of the mecca states of football, and then for, like, 10 yep. years or longer, we had the worst NFL teams in the league. It just didn't seem well, to I add up. Last, but... I, think, I think the last time all three teams in the state of Florida were real good was when Dungy was in Tampa, Jimmy Johnson was in Miami, and Coughlin was in Jacksonville back in the yeah. uh, mid to late 90s. Yeah, all three so it's those, been a long all three time. Of those teams were playoff teams, so yeah, it's been about twenty years. <laughs> what uh, we, in uh, your in we'll your keep, we'll keep trying. What in your uh, in your mind would you? I know Mike Smith. Obviously, we just talked about you have. Um, I guess Josh McDaniels is one. I mean, obviously, I've heard Marone. He's already there. In your mind, I mean, if you had to pick one, who would you, uh, if you were the GM or the, or you were Shad Khan right now, who would you pick? Oh, that's, I, I. Uh, you have any favorites? That, that decision, that decision is above my pay grade. I, whoever it is, I'll just <laughs> say this, whoever it is, I'll be ready to shoot end zone and sideline and make the intercut and, <laughs> and no play will be missed. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I hear that. That, 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 that kind of. I mean, but I tell you what, someone like Doug Marone, he I, I got a chance to know him over the last two years. I love Doug Marone. I love Gus Bradley. I mean, these are these are great yeah. men and, and you want them to be successful. And and, yeah. and and a lot of times it's not that they can't coach or something like that. It's just uh to be successful in the NFL, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that gotta fit. Oh, yeah. And if for some reason one of them doesn't fit, it throws the whole thing off. So it's a, I'm just looking forward to whoever comes in, they're gonna bring a, a totally different culture and it's gonna be something that I'm gonna have to, you know, embrace and I can't wait for it. So I'm yeah, I, I, I wish exciting, I could, I, mean. I wish I I wish I had opinion on who the coach would be, but I honestly, yeah. um, I don't, or at least I don't want, I don't know if I should say it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. Job security is always the best, but, uh, you well, know, unless y'all um, are looking for some, unless y'all are looking for some help over there at a uh, GE or wherever. <laughs> Although yeah, I do exactly. kind of miss the finance industry. <laughs> Those were some good times when think? we used to work together. <laughs> No doubt. What do you think about the? Uh, I know. I guess the current draft uh, order has been in place now. I think the Jags have the fourth pick. I mean, do you yeah. have any thoughts on what what they might go with on that? As far I mean, obviously it's early, uh, I mean, but over the next four months we'll be talking mock drafts and everything else. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the Jaguars will they'll have been mocked about ten different players at the fourth overall yeah. pick. But I, you know, I think that. When you're when you're a three and thirteen football team, it's not one specific area or anything like that. You you just try to identify the best player and you go out there and you and, and hopefully yeah. he's got the right mindset and he comes in ready to work and 
uh, I don't know that <clears throat> there's a specific position that they're looking yeah. for, uh, but I do know that <clears throat> they'll want the guy to come in and, and, and immediately uh, contribute. And so yeah. when you get picked like Jalen Ramsey, you got to be ready. Exactly. If someone like Jalen Ramsey and, and Jalen, <laughs> what makes what my personal opinion, what makes Jalen uh, so good is like, if he gets beat or uh, he, he takes it personally, he, he, you know, it's, right. it's personal to him. And that's, well, he's got and swag, I think that's man. yeah. Yeah. That's I think, you that's know. what, that's, yeah, that's what makes, um, you know, NFL players, great NFL players that, that, that every single play, they take it as a personal mission to, to win yeah. that play. Yeah. And, it means uh, something he's, to he's, him, you know, I, I feel like him. I feel like he and, uh, Telvin Smith and Paul Puzlesny, those, I, yeah. there's other, there's other guys on the team as well, but uh, I think the defense has like the that. I think the defense for the Jags has the pieces there. Um, you know, the big thing, you know, just an outsider. I mean, obviously living here, I, I see the Jags here about the Jags obviously all the time, you know, but from what I've seen, I mean, like the uh, the defensive side of the ball has some pieces, you know, there. Like you said, Telvin Smith, Jalen Ramsey is going to be a, you know, what, a 10, 12-year pro bowler. I mean, he's got a, yeah. a bright future being one of the top cornerbacks in the league for years to come. I mean, I think the biggest question mark, and like I said, this is me being an outsider, is just, you know, is this an anomaly with Bortles this year? You know, is, does he bounce back, you know, next year? Because, I mean, obviously next year is a huge year for him, you know, because if he comes back next year and, and kind of has the type of season he has this year, I mean, you know, at the bottom line, at the end of the day, it's a business, and they're not going to keep you around for too long if you keep, especially at that crucial position in the NFL. I mean, obviously it goes down, like you talked about the fourth pick. I mean, regardless, I mean, we could draft all Americans all day, all up and down the draft. But when you look at these teams, well, I guess I say that as I'm talking, but Houston's in the playoffs and they got Brock Osweiler (laughs) as the QB (laughs) who, you know, he's kind of been down and out. Then they had Tom Savage. But overall, you know what I'm, I'm trying to say is like, if you don't have that that QB back there, a lot of times, uh, and even on the college level, it just uh, hinders you from getting to where you want to be. So, you know, hopefully Bortles yeah, will bounce I, back. I mean, I've, I think he's got. I think he's got the physical talent. He, um, I, I liken it to like uh, you as a former baseball guy yourself. You'll know how you know. Remember how Chuck Knobloch couldn't get it to second base. And then yeah. just got in his head, and and it wasn't physical. It just gets in your head, and it just and it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. I think yeah. having a lot of that when you combine when you combine that kind of mental, uh, you know, what happens plus losing all the time, it compounds, and and you start feeling sorry for yourself, and and I think yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, I I think the kid's got a lot of talent. I think he's a. I think he wants to be great. Uh, I just think he let his head kind of get in his own way this year, and yeah. and sometimes, and and sometimes you you need to just step back. It's not. Yeah. There's no shame in just stepping back and reevaluating everything, and and it's it's you know it's part of it's part That's- of growing. You know, you got to see what's wrong with you before you can go forward. And I think he'll be fine coming into next year. He's going to do a lot of work in the off season, 
and uh, he he's he's got the mentality that he 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 really he'd be the first to tell you this was a bad season for him, and and he's going to do yeah. everything possible to 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 get back to that level that everyone thought he was that he was ascending to. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like I on mean, that James, huge... on that Jameis Winston level. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Winston's got a lot of room to grow too. But uh, yeah, I know. You know, I mean, Second I do think guy. it's a big mental, a mental thing. You know, like you said, I mean, it's like forget Jameis Winston. It's like Roberto Aguayo who can't hit a field goal for nothing. Yeah, he couldn't miss a field goal in college, but then it gets in. You know, it gets in your mind. So I just go back to what you're saying as far as mental. Sometimes it gets in your mind, and it's like golf. Yeah. You know, obviously, me and you play golf. We know about that. It gets in your mind. You get the shanks, and sometimes it compounds. It keeps going and going until you. T- then you don't play golf for like six weeks. Then you go out and play the best you ever played. So, like you said yep. about Bortles, take a step back, take a little break from it, take a breather, reevaluate, and then uh, I think you're right though. I think he, I think he's got the talent, he's got the tools. I think he'll bounce back next year. But um, well, other than that, you know, I wanted the, to talk- uh, let's talk about the national championship game before you get yeah. fired asking me these questions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, another another reason, obviously, you're a good uh, co-host or guest or however you want to describe it is obviously you're a big Bama fan. I mean, you, you go to the national championship like basically every year, which has got to be pretty sweet uh, <laughs> as a fan. But uh, on top of that, I know you played at Bama a little bit. So you bring that expertise. You've been you know, in that program and your I know your brother is up there and writes about the program. So I know you have a lot of, mm-hmm inside knowledge as far as Bama goes. Um, overall, to start off with, what, what's your overall, just off the top of your head, thoughts of the game, the matchup again, part two? Well, uh, my first thoughts about the game are I'm not sure that Alabama's offense can keep up with Clemson like they were able to last year. And part of what helped Alabama keep up with Clemson last year was they had an a kick return for a touchdown by Kenyon Drake, who's doing the same thing right. in the NFL now. And they right. also had a surprise onside kick that they recovered. So I'm thinking without one or both of those plays, I'm not sure Alabama wins that game 45-40. to 40. So And then O.J. Howard, was it O.J. Howard? He went off exactly. too, didn't he? He had, a, yeah, yeah. he had an unbelievable game. And he's been more involved in the offense this year, but not with the explosive plays that he had in that championship game, I mean, but that was yeah. that was a game of a lifetime, obviously. So, yeah. I'm, but but one thing that kind of I keep telling myself, even though I'm concerned that Alabama's offense, you know, they got a true freshman quarterback. They're they're right. Bo Scarborough had a good game last week, but he that mm-hmm. run game isn't what it's been when Derrick Henry was there and Mark Ingram mm-hmm. and Eddie Lacy. It's it doesn't it, you know. It's got a, it's got some younger guys up front, and it's, they're not as, they're not as savvy in the run game uh, as they've been in the past. But <clears throat> the defense for Alabama, I think, will do a better job this year than they did last year. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably Jeremy one of the Pruitt. better Bama defenses, right? I mean, they're yeah, pretty stout. Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, people, people are like, is this Nick Saban's best team? And you know, I don't, I don't know that it's his best team, but I think it's his best defense. I mean, that yeah. front seven. I mean, you got 
<clears throat> there's they've got three guys that have more than 15 uh, tackles for losses, and Clemson doesn't have any guy with more than 15. Yeah, I mean, this you know, I mean, the Bama games everywhere. I've watched this year, their their defense is insane. I mean, it's just a little. I mean, in general, it's 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 usually pretty stout um, and loaded with NFL players, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this defense this year, the, the the games I've watched Bama play is just on another level, even in that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think me Ruben, being an Ruben Foster. Yeah, Ruben Foster's a middle linebacker. He, he'll he be a first-round pick this year. Um, oh, absolutely. Minka Fitzpatrick, if he comes out, the safety, he can play corner or yeah. safety. He's, you know, he might be this year's Jalen Ramsey. I don't know that he would test as well as Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the combine right. or whatnot, but he's a great football player. <clears throat> Jonathan Allen is going to be a first round pick. I mean, Ryan well, Anderson, be one I of the think, top picks. going to be a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, he could be a top five pick. I mean, who knows? Yeah. He could be a Jaguar. Who knows? I yeah. Mean, I, you know, I don't. I, I I just film the guys, but I mean, there's <clears throat> you know, there's ton, Tim Williams, a guy that had <clears throat> 16 tackles. For loss, nine sacks this year. I mean, he's a guy that's going to be a first-round pick. So they, they've got first-round picks on their defense across the board. And and Deshaun Watson, he threw for like 450 and four touchdowns last year. So if he does something like that again, I don't think Alabama will be able to win because I just don't think their offense will be able to keep up. You know, the one thing I'll say, I mean, Deshaun Watson, <clears throat> you watching the ACC a lot this year, obviously. But Deshaun Watson, obviously a a very, very good quarterback. Uh, The one thing he does do, he definitely throws the ball to the other team a lot. And (laughs) with Alabama, Alabama has a great secondary. um, So I think that's going to pose a problem for Watson. I mean, the other, you know, thing, like you said, I mean, their offense – you know, obviously explosive. You got Gallman back there, Mike Williams. I mean, they're probably draft picks as well as along with Watson. Yeah. But um, yeah. you Gallman, know, they they're touchdowns. All, yeah, I mean, he's a 16, stud back 16 there. Sixteen touchdowns he, from Wayne Gallman. Yeah, and and their offense is balanced for the most part, and they have a big play offense. Um, the one thing I'll say, you know, everybody got enamored with, well, Clemson beat Ohio State thirty-one to nothing. I mean, and they played out. Ale- well, this is what I'll say. The one thing is the Big Ten, to me, uh, was the the ESPN, the machine, or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, the media were pumping the Big Ten to be the mega conference this year. And um, I just didn't buy into Ohio State, I guess is what I'm saying. So, I mean, yes, I, no, you're I, right. I, I, I didn't see a 31 no, to nothing right. game. But I'm not like, oh my God, Clemson won 31 to nothing. There's no way they're not going to beat Alabama now. I mean, where everybody's yeah, like, oh, well, Clemson, you know. I think it's definitely uh, Big Ten's been exposed a little bit here in the bowl season. And I'm not a big proponent of, you know, looking at what happens in bowl season and making, right. you know, declarative statements. But I just <laughs> feel like they've, 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 you know, when you give me thirty-one nothing in a college uh, semifinal, uh, I think you—I think your league might should get barred from the next 
seasons college playoff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. your, your yeah. conference, y'all, y'all get a one-year suspension from the playoffs yeah. because y'all got blown out and shut out. So y'all are out yeah. next year. You know and what I'm saying? There's nothing like but, looking, though, at Urban Meyer was just dazed over there on the sideline. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, I know. I'm – I wonder if I'm, I'm I wonder if the uh, training staff for Ohio State packs a defibrillator on the sideline in case <laughs> of cardiac arrest yeah. of Urban. I mean, because if if he but I'll, I'll give him this, he must be doing good because if he was gonna if he was gonna go out, he was gonna go out that night because when yeah. you could be thirty one nothing in that kind of setting, uh, it exactly. doesn't get much uh, lower than that for him. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll have to give him credit. He must be doing doing well. But you're right He's about back uh, into Deshaun that. Watson. You're right about Deshaun Watson. Seventeen interceptions this year. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of times where. And and the thing about this Alabama football team is the only way you can beat them is if you don't let their defense or special teams score a touchdown or mm-hmm. put them in a position where they can just punch it in for a touchdown because. If you make Alabama's offense generate everything, it you have a chance. But if you give right. them a possession away and points, it's over. That's that's yeah. what, that's when it'll be over. If they if Clemson avoids that, they got a great chance. And I'm nervous. I'll tell you, I'm nervous. But uh, one thing I do yeah. like about this, one thing I do like is uh, Jeremy Pruitt, the uh, Alabama defensive coordinator. I was um yeah. he uh he actually was a, a walk on defensive back uh back in the mid nineties when Dabo was a graduate assistant at Alabama under Gene Stallings and when I went to play at Alabama, he uh Jeremy Pruitt was the defensive graduate assistant and by that time Dabo Sweeney was the wide receivers coach for our head coach, Mike Dubos. So Pruitt was sort of I was being redshirted and Basically, obviously, I was on the uh, scout team defense, and he he. When you're the GA for the defense, you essentially create you know cards that tell you where each defender is going to line up on this specific play. Right. When they run this play, you're going to line up here. You're going to drop into the flat. You're going to have man. So that's what. So he was. So I know I've known Jeremy for a long time, and Jeremy and and Dabo have known for a long known each other for a long time. And uh, they've they've actually faced each other when uh, Jeremy was the defensive coordinator in 2013 at Florida State. Uh, yep. They were they were ranked sixth in the country and went to Clemson to play. And Clemson was third in the country. They had Taj Boyd and Sammy Watkins. Well, Florida State put it on them 51-14. Yeah, I remember the that next, game. The next the next season, Pruitt was the defensive coordinator at Georgia, and they opened the season against Clemson. And Deshaun Watson was a true freshman, and he didn't. It was the it was the first game, obviously, of the season, so he wasn't the starter. They started a guy named Cole Stout. I don't know if you remember him, but he was garbage. And uh, yep, Georgia beat him forty forty five to twenty one was the final. So Jeremy Pruitt has been successful against Dabo Sweeney, and I like the fact that they've got a personal relationship because I think he think you prepare a little harder when you're facing your buddies in the coaching profession and the fact that Alabama defense kind of feels they feel a little embarrassed about all the points they gave up and Deshaun Watson having that game so 
I'm sure his his guys are going to be fired up and ready to roll, and I think he's going to have a great plan in place. So we'll see what happens, but uh, you know, you, it, um, it, it ought to be a great game. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it will be. Overall, I mean, it's hard for me. It was kind of like, um, you know, I'll throw in a little side blurb here, but it was kind of this year uh, when Louisville beat Kentucky in hoops. It's like I, I wasn't ever going to pick Louisville to beat Kentucky in hoops until I saw it. So it's like Bama. It's like, you know, I'm not going to yep. pick against Bama until I see it because Bama – they know how to win. They've been there. They got the pedigree. They got the coach. They got the staff. They got everything. I mean, they they know what to do, and they've done it. Um, so I'm just not going to pick against them. But we got about about five minutes left on this uh, this show here. Just overall, to wrap it kind of up, real quick, on the Lane Kiffin thing, any big effect on that, or is that overplayed, or Sarkeesian? Um, is, you know, what do you think about that real I'm, quick? Pers- personally, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm one of those Alabama fans that sits sits at his, you know, at his TV on on Saturday and just yells for Lane Kiffin to run the ball. I just yell at my TV, run the football, Lane. So I'm <laughs> glad he's gone personally. Yeah. I, yeah. I lose my voice every damn Saturday just yelling at the TV, and because he tries to be so damn cute. What his whole his whole thing is, he likes to start the defense running east to west so everything is quick passes outside jet sweeps blah 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 blah. so he gets them spread out a little bit and then he starts right. hitting them with the with the hammer but i'm the kind of guy that's just like let's hit them with the hammer and even if they stop it now by the time the third or fourth quarter comes they'll they'll, they'll be tired it'll be over <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah and and lane and the reason i'm like that is because i don't want to risk the quick the quick screen to the left and this and the, you know, the, the reverse and all the, you know, but he likes to be cute and all this stuff. So I'm yeah. glad he's gone. Uh, I hope he's, I think he'll do fine at Florida Atlantic. I, I, he need. I wish he personally, I don't understand why he didn't just stay a coordinator. He couldn't have stayed at Alabama. There were some off the field uh, issues uh, involving right. possibly some, you know, some nefarious activities with, some wives of boosters, so yeah. you got to get them out okay. of Tuscaloosa, you know. But, <laughs> you get that inside but, information on this podcast yeah. right here, you know, Chris. This is, exactly. That. This is this is where you go for the insider info. But what I but he could have went to LSU with Ed Orgeron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Him and Ed Orgeron yeah. are buddies. You go to LSU and then you try to beat. Nick. That's where I thought he was going. Yeah, that's where I thought he was and, going. And, and, I was surprised here, about that. But you. And here's here's what's so like his ego is so big. He's got to go be a head coach again because what, what what he's thinking is he'll go to FAU and like beat like Florida or something in a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then he'll be all of a sudden he'll be at Notre Dame or wherever. You know he'll be back in the big time. And and the thing about it is, all you have to do, all he has to do, is look at his father. Yeah. To see that you don't have to be a head coach to be a legend in coaching. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Hey, his, man. his dad is yeah, one of the most I know respected. Exactly. Monty I Kiffin loved him in is Tampa. one of the most respected <laughs> football minds ever, and he never was a head coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We loved and, him. And, mm-hmm. and 
the success Lane has had as an offensive coordinator is really like unprecedented. If you look back at his USC success and his Alabama success, you combine those, he's got multiple Heisman winners, multiple national titles. I mean, and then you look at his success as a head coach, it's not even comparable how, you know, close to even being successful. I think his I think his yeah. career yeah. coaching record is like forty six and forty or something like that. He definitely gets and, the he you know. definitely finds gigs all over the place regardless. He goes here, he goes there, he gets jobs, that's for sure. He definitely no, he gets that coach. last name. He can coach, but the problem he has is his own ego. And that's a problem for a lot of coaches and a lot of times, you know, being the guy that has to answer the questions after the the game to the press, Egg. you know, exposes you a little bit. And I don't know that I'm glad he's at FAU because the, the the bright the lights aren't as bright. But we'll see how it goes for him. I wish him the best. Real quick, but I'm glad my he's man. Out of uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Real quick, what's uh what's your final predictions, Clemson uh, Alabama score? I'm going to say Alabama 27, Clemson 23. Tied with the 17th national title of all time, which is depressing because I wore number 16 in Alabama. So when they win their 16th title last year, every time you see Alabama's helmet, there's 16 there. Now it's going to be 17. (laughs) Hey, Chris, real quick, where can people follow you at? Is it at Chris Ryer? No, it's uh, actually at C Ryer, as in S-E-E-R-Y-E-R. It's sort of how my name sounds instead of how it's really spelled. I thought it would be easier because no one knows how to pronounce or spell my name correctly, so I just figured S-E-E-R-Y-E-R. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, Chris, thanks so much. Have a good night. Bye. All right, buddy.